NPR. feels instantaneous, so it's easy to forget how far the information inside the internet has to travel to get around the Earth. Like, you don't think twice if you're listening to an indicator episode in Europe, or streaming a surfing video from Tahiti, or watching an adorable panda live cam from China. But how exactly did those electrons get to you? Did the panda video bounce off a satellite? Did the panda travel through space? Pandas in space, ah! <laughs> I always thought it went to space too, but in fact, it does not. Reporter Robert Smith has been researching the mechanics of the internet, and he joins us for a different kind of indicator episode, a virtual tour. And he has a surprise. Almost everything you see on the internet that comes from a different part of the world travels along the bottom of the ocean, in undersea cables, down through the briny deep, Davy Jones's locker. It's based on an old technology, but when you think about it, it's stunning. Down below the fish and the sharks and the coral reefs is the backbone of the world's economy. One of the most amazing technical achievements in one of the most ancient places on Earth. So I thought I'd show you, Waylon, what goes on inside one of those cables. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong. And I'm Robert Smith. Today on the show, an audio journey inside the technology that runs the world. And we're starting with a narrow cable at the bottom of the ocean that makes modern life possible. It's time to put on our scuba gear, Whalen, check our oxygen levels, and go. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Your business faces specific challenges and unique opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, custom tailored to your short and long-term goals. Backed by the expertise, strategy, and resources of a top 10 commercial bank, a dedicated team works with you to support your success and help achieve your goals. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial. This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Whalen, in our imaginations, we are on a boat a couple hundred miles off the coast of Tahiti. You have your scuba gear on. Are you ready? Never been certified, but yes. <laughs> what could happen? Uh, we are going to go see what no one has ever seen before. Inside the data cables on the bottom of the ocean. So start kicking. Well, I got my flippers on. All right, what do we see? There's a clownfish that's floating by. There's a, ooh, oh, there's a barracuda. I'm going to uh, swim away from that one. Forget all that. We're going about five miles down where it is dark. Turn on your flashlight. Got your flashlight? Yeah, I got my flashlight. It is dark. There's nothing living down here. And in fact, once we get to the bottom, we're going to see a tiny white line along the bottom of the ocean about the size of a garden hose. That is our modern internet. Whoa. I feel like if nothing is living down here, is that a sign we should not be down here? <laughs> well, we can not expose ourselves by shrinking down and getting in 
inside the data kibble. I want to show you how it works. Look at our teeny scuba gear, Robert. Yeah, it's like we should probably talk like this. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go through the plastic coating, and, and there's some kind of metal strands of wire we have to get through, and then all these different layers. Eventually, there's a gel layer to keep the water out, basically petroleum jelly. Yeah, I think I just stepped in it. Yeah, it's really icky. But inside are these tiny fibers about the size of a human hair. There's about 200 of them. Those are the fiber optic cables. And if we could also slow time down, because we're doing everything here, <laughs> you'll start to see an almost strobe light. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. These are all the uh, Taylor Swift concert videos I watch on TikTok all the time in 20-second increments going by. Shooting across the ocean. And, I mean, we're talking gigabits of information, enough to probably have everyone in Singapore talk on the phone with the United States at the same time. That's how much data is carried in these cables. Who put these here? When did they do it? (laughs) Well, this is the part that blew my mind. Human beings have been putting data cables at the bottom of the ocean for about 150 years. I guess I wasn't even aware they like had the technology to go that deep safely 150 years ago. Uh, they did. It was the 1850s, right before the Civil War, and private entrepreneurs laid the first transatlantic telegraph cable between Britain and the United States. And they didn't have to go down to the ocean floor because... They just had the big spool of cable on the back of the boat, and they they unspooled it, and it would just drop down to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, there you go. So you just keep unwinding until they're like, okay, we we hit bottom. That's it. Wow. And then you get another spool and another spool, and you connect them together, and the next thing you know, you've gone a thousand miles, or in the case of the Pacific, many thousands of miles. I kind of can't believe that worked. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it would break occasionally and they would fix it, put more of them down there. But it was a big deal. In 1896, the poet, Rudyard Kipling, wrote an ode to the cables. I'm quoting here. The great gray level plains of ooze where the shellbird cables creep. (laughs) Uh, A little bit later, 1950s, there was another breakthrough. Telephone communications started to go through cables. And then as we move into the modern era, this is where the internet data communication came from. And this time in fiber optic cables, so you can put just zillions of times more information through those fiber optic cables than you could through the telegraph cables. Down here while we're at the bottom of the ocean, are there like old abandoned cables from these previous eras, like like cable wrecks, like not like shipwrecks, but just like abandoned cables? Yeah, there are actually, in fact, some companies are trying to pull them back up to get the copper from the inside. Oh, that's smart. So who owns all these cables? Well, for a long time, if you wanted to build a cable, you needed to bring together an international consortium of telecommunications companies. But in the modern era, we see more private consumer companies. I was doing some math, and uh, Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Microsoft have ownership interests in roughly 20% of all the undersea cables when you measure per mile, but they don't own it, own it. Like they don't keep it exclusive. All these companies rent out the bandwidth on the cable to whoever needs it. Do these things ever break? Yes and no. Uh, We're gonna go closer to shore. So get your flippers on again. Let's swim closer to shore. Now, as we approach Tahiti underwater, you will notice that the cable is no longer a a little white garden hose, but it now has a sort of big coating over it, and it's buried in parts. Because most of the times when breaks happen, it is not 
as you might have suspected, sharks biting the cable. That apparently does not happen. Sharks don't like to eat the cables. Apparently that never happens. But the way the cables break are by fishing trawlers whose nets drag over it. Or a big container ship will drop an anchor right on an internet cable. So as you get closer to shore, that's where we protect this. And even if a cable were to get severed, this is very clever, there are multiple cables and there are switching routing mechanisms. So if one cable ever goes down, it seamlessly switches to another cable and most people wouldn't even notice. So then the cable, it's more protected as it gets closer to the shore. But then where does this actually end? Like what's like the end of this cable? Well, you know, you would think, right, there would be a gigantic monument to the ingenuity of human civilization (laughs) where it comes ashore. But most places it's hidden because it is a critical piece of of national infrastructure, so you can't really see it. But, But in Tahiti, the undersea cable comes ashore in a schoolyard. Let's go up there. That's so great. So it's just uh, like an elementary school playground. Yeah. There's kids playing everywhere. The cable is underneath us now. It's headed into the internet service provider. But there is a monument on the shore of Tahiti that essentially says, you know, just as old seafarers used to travel between Hawaii and islands and Tahiti, so now the internet cable provides communication across the Pacific to us all. It's really nice. I like that. It is actually, when you think about it, it shouldn't remain hidden. You know, yes, satellites are amazing and beaming through space is, is, is crazy and blows the mind. But this humble cable is really a miraculous achievement of human beings wanting to stay in contact with each other. Special thanks to Nicole Staroselsky, undersea cable expert and associate professor at NYU. This episode was produced by Brittany Cronin with help from Audrey Dilling and Dylan Sloan. It was engineered by Catherine Silva. Sarah Juarez checked the facts. Viet Lay is our senior producer. Kate Kincannon edits the show. And The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, ShipBob. E-commerce logistics making you question why you started your business. Time to outsource fulfillment to the experts over at ShipBob. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. ShipBob. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.